watching the Bulldog Brewhouse podcast. Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, this is Steve Grover. We're back for another episode for the Bulldog Brewhouse podcast. It's been a long year. We've had, you know, a whole year of uh, filming episodes for the new podcast. Uh, hopefully everyone's enjoying it. Hopefully everyone's enjoying the holiday seasons, not e eating too much uh, chocolates and getting fat. But, you know, that's part of life in Canada at Christmas time when you start getting chocolates and a little uh, spirits, you know, from friends and family and co-workers. And so, but we're here today just uh, before Christmas. Um, I think it's about four days or five days from Christmas. And I'm here with Mr. Craig o Oilfield. Is that correct? Oldfield. Oldfield? Oldfield, yeah. Okay. And you're a famous oil man. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay, well, tell us a little history. I'd of have your a lot more name. money. I'd have a lot more money if I was famous. Well, oh, you're man. not like Jerry yeah. Ewing from Dallas. No, you don't no. have a white cowboy hat. I wish. And live yeah. in like a big house. I can't in, afford a white cowboy hat. You don't live in a big yeah. house in Plano, Texas. No, no. And have a bunch of good-looking women and drama around you every day. Well, you know, maybe the good-looking women, but no, no drama. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about Craig. Uh, where are you originally from? Uh, I was born in Didsbury, but I I grew up in Water Valley. Um, so where's Didsbury exactly? Didsbury's half an hour north of Calgary. Okay, and so tell us a little bit, what's in Didsbury? Like if I was going to go to Didsbury for there's, Sunday with my family. There's nothing in Didsbury, but there is a hospital where they d would deliver children. So I, I, I didn't I didn't live in Didsbury. Oh, you're born there? Uh, yeah. Oh, so um, you haven't been back to you have have you been back to Didsbury since you were oh, born? Oh yeah, plenty of times. So we're okay, so if I want to take my family for a yeah. Sunday afternoon at Didsbury, <laughs> other than checking out the hospital, what would I do there? Uh, I Probably not much. Probably come to where I actually live, Water Valley. Okay. Well, let's know. talk about Disbury, okay? Because I'm Dinsbury? interested in Disbury. Yeah. I, I signed I up a client. Unfortunately, she was in a big car accident outside okay. Disbury. And I remember went up there in February. And it was a typical Alberta February. There's snow still on, on the crest of the road, but it was sunny out. Yeah. The roads were dry. You've seen those roads in, oh, yeah. in February, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so uh, if I was going to take my family up to Disbury for like uh, Sunday brunch, where would I go? Yeah, th there's a really cool little coffee shop there. It's called Vintage Coffee. Vintage? Yeah. Okay. And what does Vintage serve? Um, like just the regular cafe type or coffee shop type stuff. Okay. Like sandwiches and soups and salads and, okay. and coffee. Cinnamon and, rolls yeah, a bit. Yeah. So you can add a little rolls onto your your yeah. belly and everything after yeah. that? Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, Ditsbury's right in between Carstairs and Olds, so mm -hmm. it, there's not a lot. Okay. It's a pretty okay. small town. Um, and then you live in Water Valley now? Yeah. So where, so, where exactly is Water Valley? Because I'm a city slicker. I was born and raised in Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I go out to like Nanton and I've been, you know, like I like... I'll let you know, like, I like southern Alberta, like the smaller towns, because you're getting close to the U.S. border. So, you know, hey, I can get cheap beer for really cheap if I go another two hours. Yeah. And then Natton has the candy store now. They have the Bomber Museum. Yeah. And they have that bike run every year sort of there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was growing up, Natton Water was pretty famous. So, I remember my parents bringing back sparkling bottled Natton Water for... Yeah. kids to enjoy and i hated that stuff i i didn't understand why you drink sparkling water because it doesn't have any flavor so i was a coke addict i don't not a coke like you know right. like tony montana yeah i was more of a coca-cola addict does that yeah. make sense yeah okay 
So then what's in uh, Water Valley if you're looking at a small, it's a small Alberta town, right? It's super small. It's like a four-way stop. Um, okay. Well, like a four-way stop sign or yield sign? Four-way stop sign. Okay. And I, there's a lot of uh, small acreages around there. Mm-hmm. Is it a lot um, of big money? Because, you know, in those rural Albertans, they have a lot of cash. You know, I was thinking of opening an office maybe one day in Natton because I know there's a big farms down there. Yeah. I mean, they look like, you know, guys driving around in these beat-up F-150s, and then you go over to their ranch house, and they have all these trophies on the wall from, you know, hunting in Africa. Yeah. They have, like, the Lamborghini hidden away so no one thinks they have got money. <laughs> and then they got, like, $80 million in some Swiss bank account in Geneva. Uh, there's a guy that lives down the road I live on that has an R8. Okay, so, Audi R8. Yeah, um, but he's got money or no? I he's got some money, I guess. Okay. Um, so okay. there are people that live. There's there's people that even commute from there. I mean, it's about tw- half an hour north of Cochrane, so mm-hmm. it's it's within range of Calgary for yeah. a commute. If, okay, if you make good enough money to drive your vehicle back and forth and put those kind of miles on it yeah yeah but it's a different um, lifestyle like i mean I, I i've lived in calgary my whole life and you know you've got those hectic crazy days you know traffic sucks on glenmore yeah. and it's, it'd be always nice to have like a place to go and just chill you know have the dogs out have a barbecue have a beer on the porch you know those movies you see those people living in the good <laughs> life and then yeah. the psycho comes out of nowhere and starts killing everybody well <laughs> but yeah. So Water Valley, I've, I've yeah. just out of out of your interest, I've actually been to Water Valley. That's just north of Bearspot, right? So uh, it's right there. between Cochrane and Sundry. Okay, but there, there's that famous saloon there where they there, have the there super is a bur- burgers. There. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I used to be part of a group called Dogs of Law, and it was made up of a bunch of lawyers and judges and anyone that was really in the law profession can be part of this motorcycle group. Yeah, like a, a cop or a correction officer. And then one day we met up, it was a, I think it was a Sunday, and everyone said, let's go to Water Valley. So we went to Water Valley. So it, all of a sudden, it, it's one of those summers in Alberta where all of a sudden the clouds get dark, and then you get pissed on rain. <laughs> yeah. And I was driving my fat <clears throat> Bob, the new fat Bob, Harley, and it had the orange one. You know the fat Bob, the new one that has a cyborg look from Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. I have that and I I was soaking wet. Like, I was soaking, soaking wet. And I bought these Harley Davidson riding boots. And I don't know if you know riding boots from Harley. They're leather, yeah. but they're not waterproof. So they soaked right through to the <laughs> sock. And I was freezing my butt off. But then we went to the, I know the saloon. Yeah. It looks kind of like an old country saloon. Yeah. We went in there. We had a great burger. Everybody put, pretty much took off their gear to dry. And then we went back on and then started pissing rain on the way back to Calgary. <laughs> and it's like, I remember that because I was freezing. Yeah. 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 And then ever since then, I bought, whenever I buy riding boots, I make sure they're Gore-Tex. Yeah. Like, you know what? And those, I let you know, those Harley boots, I bought them. Remember when Canes had the Harley dealership in Inglewood? Yep. I bought them. They felt good. They, they, they're awesome looking boots. But ever since that trip to Water Valley... Those boots have sat in the same section of my garage <laughs> in five years. Just to yeah. tell you the story about Water Valley. Yeah, all my riding boots are, are gorgeous. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So so that's my little story about Water Valley. It's well, a cute little You'll town. have to come back again yeah. on a day where it doesn't piss down rain. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Because it's a nice place. Yeah, the burgers were good. I mean, I mean the service is good. It's kind of like Bragg Creek-ish. It's not quite as, as yeah. far out into the mountains, but um, it's, you know, it's in the foothills and mm-hmm. lots of 
lots of bush, lots of wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the Brad Creek's a little different because it's sort of flat. Mm-hmm. And then Water Valley is kind of... Very like, hilly. Yeah, really hilly. So you know I've been there, right? Yeah. I'm not telling you a bunch of bullshit, no. right? Okay, so you believe me, right? Yeah. Okay, because I'm a lawyer, you know, right? <laughs> but, so, and then you're living in Water Valley. So tell a little bit about people. I know you, and I know you're well-known in the motorcycle community because you do have a Facebook account called and company called, is it Riding, Riding Alberta? Alberta. Yeah. So tell us about Riding Alberta. How did you find found, found it and what's the purpose behind it? Yeah. Um, so for those of you that don't know, which is the majority of people don't know how I started this. Um, yeah, I didn't even know how you started it. Uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. well, let's go back to 2019. I had actually been off motorcycles for about 15 years. And uh, in 2019, I had kind of a health scare Mm -hmm. and decided I should get back on motorcycles if I was going to do it. You know, there's no time like the present. And so I went and bought a motorcycle in 2019. Um, In 2020, of course, uh, COVID hit. And the spring of 2020, I came up with an idea. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to work. I work professionally in tourism. So my job was... Uh, non-existent in 2020 Mm -hmm. so I thought well what am I going to do for the summer I need something to keep me from going completely insane Um, so I came up with this idea I was going to do a ride through Alberta in support of small businesses that were getting uh, hammered by COVID at that time yeah that makes sense so I in July of that year July or early August I I did a two-week trip um, 12 days on my bike. I did 4,000 K all within Alberta, mm-hmm. never left the province. Uh, went as far North as high Prairie and all the way down to Elkwater, which is down South of medicine hat, mm-hmm. um, and visited about 25 small businesses mm-hmm. and videotaped a lot of it on yeah. and posted it on YouTube. And, and, uh, you know, I was just trying to give a little bit of boost to some of these small businesses. And that was all it was ever going to be. Yeah. Um, and then when I came back from that, I had a following on my blog of about 500 people. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is really great information. You're showing us these cool places that you can ride to and cool highways that you can get on. Mm-hmm. And and also these little businesses that we may or may not have ever found by ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, this supporting local idea was really getting, you know into people in front of people at that time because mm-hmm. you know if you're not supporting these small businesses especially through covid they were oh, going yeah. they were going out well of anybody i mean you look at yeah. like i mean you go around and i mean like there's actually in our building there was a on the bottom floor when you walked in i know there's a hearing loss clinic going in there all that construction on the yep. main floor but there was a Vietnamese pho shop, and uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they got hit pretty good, and they they had to shut her down, yeah. which is terrible. And it was great pho and great people, and you know, just a hard you know Vietnamese family trying to make a buck. And unfortunately, you know, when you got ten thousand square feet in a big restaurant, and you have don't have people come in, you can't just survive on no. takeout only through skip the dishes or dash door. Even though I'm not endorsing any of those, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I came back from that and people were like, this is great information. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you start a Facebook group around this? And at first I thought, that's a terrible idea. There's already like so many Facebook groups out there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the motorcycle community. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
against my better judgment, I started it anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, within six months, I had 10,000 members on that Facebook group. So you have 10,000 friends on Facebook. I had 10,000 members on that group. So, so that's your, your own the Facebook? Riding group, the so Riding Alberta group. So yeah. on Riding Alberta Facebook, yeah. you've got 10,000 members. No, no I've got 24,500 now. Oh, wow. So you're a pretty popular guy. <laughs> so who's more popular, Jeff Bezos or you? Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, what, I, so, so I per- started that, and then yeah. I started a business around this yeah. to keep promoting small businesses. Mm-hmm. So now I sell basically a loyalty membership mm-hmm. to riders. It costs them $20, mm-hmm. and then that gains them these little discounts, perks, at partnered businesses that I do business with all over Alberta. So I yeah. About 85 small businesses on there right now, mm-hmm. um, and that number keeps growing because uh, people, you know, they like what I'm doing, they like the way I'm promoting them, mm-hmm. and riders are always looking for, you know, the little hidden gem mm-hmm. in town, you where they can get the best coffee or the best, you know, uh, small brewery, small craft breweries. Yeah, or yeah. So things, I'm always I'm always like looking that. for the best burger in town, yep. and I love pizza. You know, I, you have my pizza cutters from Grover Law Firm. Yeah. I know. Okay. So, uh, have you been to a lot of burger joints in Alberta? Uh, quite a few. Yeah. Is there anyone in the rural one that sticks out for you in a rural area? Like I know here in Alberta, Calgary, we got Fat Burger. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, McDonald's, obviously. There's that Dragon's Den in Westbrook. Have you ever been there? No. They always win the best burger for Calgary for some reason. I'll it's pretty check good. It out. Yeah, it's Dragon's Den. Yeah. Um, so what? So if you're going outside Alberta, Calgary, within the south, southern Alberta radius, when you go from between, is there a burger, or is there any burger joint in the rural area in Alberta that stands out to you at all? The one really cool place was actually, they're not part of my loyalty program as of yet, but mm-hmm. they were part of that first ride that mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Um, they're up by Grand Prairie. They're in a place called Crooked Creek, and it's literally a little gas station. Yeah. And a and a Atco trailer yeah. that's a burger joint. Okay. And it's called Scotty's Burger Shack. Okay. And if you're ever anywhere near yeah, yeah. that yeah. highway, yeah. you have to stop and get a burger from these guys. Uh, not only that, but yeah. they they got a really cool uh, thing going where they actually take a dollar from every burger that they sell mm-hmm. and they they give it to the stolery in Edmonton, the children's hospital. Oh, that's nice of them. Which is yeah, that's cool. which is really cr- like and they've raised yeah. like millions. tens of thousands of dollars. Not millions and millions. Well, I mean it is a pull off on the yeah. highway. Okay. So okay. Um, but it's pretty cool that they yeah. they even do that uh, because actually their son had problems. So that's that. Grand Prairie. Uh close to Grand Prairie. It's called Cro- Crooked Creek, yeah. Okay, that's kind of an interesting name. Crooked Creek. Yeah. Jesse James hangs out there? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Or I don't think too many people hang out there what at all. Al Capone? <laughs> so, and, yeah. yeah. So, what's it called again? Scott? Scotty's Burger Shack. Okay. Well, if I ever go to Grand Prairie, which I've never been, yeah. I'll check out Scotty's Burger Shack. Burger Shack. Yeah. What about, is there any burger joint in Calgary that stands out for you that you like? Um, or no. Just a good Mickey D's going through the drive-thru no, and getting I'm your... Not, uh, you don't get your McDonald's rewards points? No. I got up to 10,000 points now. You and I could go for a burger and fries for dinner after I the show. I think with what I'm doing, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, counter everything that I'm trying to do with the mm-hmm. small businesses if, yeah, I'm, yeah. if I'm constantly going to big chains and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So I tend, there... to, I tend to avoid the chains. It, 
unless it's 10 o'clock at night and I need a coffee or or a snack Mm -hmm. or something and then you know all those small the mom and pop shops are so you go that what's that place called in Water Valley that I went with my riding group do you know the name of it it's just called the Water Valley Saloon okay you go there for a good burger uh or no I go there once in a while yeah um okay yeah how about uh, what's that place there's a place in uh oh I can't remember it well, there's that Queen's Diner in Red Deer. Have you heard of that place? Yeah. Is that any good? I've never been there. Yeah, I've heard about it. Um, and then what about out in Bragg Creek? Anything out there that you like to go to or no? Uh, the um, Mountain Bistro is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And then I got a coffee shop out there too, the M- Mabel and Marie's, um, that is part of my loyalty program. Oh, what about that other one, the Brad Creek Coffee Shop that was owned by Kevin? He owned Ludicrous or something, that that motorcycle shop. I remember that. And then he went out there and he's got the Brad Creek Coffee and Bakery or something like that. Yeah, that's right on the big square. Yeah. So Mabel yeah. Marie's kind of behind over by okay. the Brad Creek Corner. Okay. Um, I don't know. I That other, the Brad... The, the Brad Creek Coffee Place is very Starbuckish to me. Yeah, and, it's okay. I mean, yeah. it's right next to the liquor store, and then it's right yeah. next to the, the grocery, uh, grocery store, store. And, the, and the yeah. pub in the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so you're riding around. Where, like, you've ridden around Alberta a lot in your bike? A lot, yeah. Okay, and what are you currently riding for, for motorcycle right now? So I still have my 07... Versus that I bought in 2019. Kawasaki? Yeah, it's a Kawasaki okay. 650. Uh, I built it kind of as an adventure bike, but it's not a real adventure bike. It's more of a touring uh, bike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sport okay. touring yeah, yeah. is what they'd call it. But uh, I ride that thing off, you know, on gravel and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen so you that's ride my, that. Yeah. That's my gravel bike. And then I've got a uh, 2013 Victory Vegas. Okay. 8-ball. Now, do you put knobbies on the on the cowie at all, or no? Or just I had much... knobbies on it, but they wore so badly yeah, yeah, that because yeah. um, I... when you put that on, on asphalt, they go pretty quick. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. like okay. five less than five thousand k on yeah, a rear, yeah. and, and yeah, you may I get like three thousand maybe out of of knobby tires on asphalt. Yeah, so you're pretty lucky than me. Yeah. Well, and that's probably half asphalt, half gravel, yeah, and yeah. I'm getting four to five thousand. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I can't afford to keep putting tires on like that. So I put a 7030 on that bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. they're still pretty good on the. And then what's the victory? What, what model you said it's a victory? Vegas one. eight ball. So it's kind of low and stretched out. It almost looks like it's chopped a little bit. Okay. It's got the big 21 inch front tire on it. Okay. All right. Um, so what's your favorite bike? The two of them. If you if you had, say that you had to sell one, of them. I had to sell one. I would sell the Victory. I'd keep the yeah, the Kawasaki just because the you know I live on five miles of gravel. Okay. Uh, so and Kawasaki, like you got to admit it, Japanese bikes are reliable. I mean, they, they can go through like you know the the Donetsk war in Ukraine and the Russians can bomb it, Ukrainians can bomb it, and you still come out like, yeah. living on the bike, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, and they don't break down. Yeah, that um, bike's got 60,000K on it now. Yeah, yeah. So. Any problems with it at all? No. No, so Kawasaki's are solid as a rock. I just had the timing checked mm-hmm. at 45,000 or something like that, or yeah. 50,000, yeah. and they didn't even put a shim in it. So mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. You know, you just keep riding these. Yeah. Make sure you change the oil and put yeah. gas in it. And, okay. And, so, I mean, the Kawasaki is reliable. Have you had... Now, you said when you got into riding Alberta yeah. in around 2019, you've been off bikes for 15 years. Yeah. Is there a reason why there's a gap in riding for almost two decades? When... When I started riding in my 20s, mm-hmm. uh, I had a small uh, street bike. What was it? It was a Buell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they used to be owned by Harley. Yeah. And they went under. Yeah. And then they tried to bring it back a couple years ago, and I think that faded or yeah, something Yeah, and like I that. think they're still trying to yeah. bring back one yeah. model or any, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I bought that bike strictly because it was cheap transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in my 20s, and I just wanted to get A to B. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't ride for fun mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it was just cheap get, way. Yeah, get, yeah, get me here or there. Yeah. And I thought it was cool, but it was, you know, it wasn't something that I was real passionate was about. Black. Okay, yeah, because yeah. Buells are usually blue or black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Um. So then I got rid of that bike. I rode it for about four or five years. Yeah. Um, learned a lot when I, you know, I I never I never grew up on dirt bikes, even though I lived out in the country. I yeah. Never, I you never didn't had have dirt bikes. Two stroke or anything. No. Like that? So okay. I I went straight to a street bike, rode okay. it for a few years, and then and then like I say, it was it was just a mode of transportation at that time. So I got rid of it, and mm. then. Yeah, it took me 15 years before I realized, hey, the, I should buy another motorbike. And what was the interest of getting back into motorcycling after 15 years? Like, what was the urge or the, did something happen? Yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of stuff going on at that time. Uh, I actually had some really bad health problems mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know, if you're going to do certain things, you better do it today. Because, mm-hmm. there, you know, I realized that there's no guarantee about tomorrow. And, yeah. And so I thought. So you you realize how precious life is, and you just says, "Screw it!" And you know what? I'm gonna get on a bike. Yeah. The most dangerous thing in the world. Hey, you know, yeah. You know. Because my sister's a, a medical doctor, <laughs> and you know, and you know, the ER. You know, they the the big trauma they see here in Calgary is the the motorcycle accidents coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Chicago. Okay, that's a different city. It's going to be shotgun wounds. Yeah. Okay, but in Calgary, it's motorcycle accidents. You know what I'm saying? Well, we were talking about this before the podcast, and I was saying, you know, if you if you stay out of the city, your odds are are greater that you're you can live a long life as a motorcycle. Yeah, but uh, you um, know, but I'm gonna let you know, like I'm riding my whole life, and and then I've been doing you know injury law for over 20 years and then you know i've taken a lot of motorcycle accidents and sort of zoned in you know you've known grover law from out there for the last six years or hitting it hard to help give back to the motorcycle community Mm -hmm. and the the only thing that i'm worried about like i understand what you're saying because we live on the west side and when i get on my bike i get out of town okay because i don't want to be in the crazies yeah but sometimes the problem is is i'll let you know i've seen these accidents come in you're riding down the road you go through an intersection and that person that stopped at that stop sign doesn't see you yeah and boom and you're going 100 you know 80k and that person just runs to the stop sign at 50 and those are like t-bones and those are catastrophic injuries oh yeah so you got to sure. be careful you got to be very careful on the country road because you get all those flat roads and you're like they're near spring bank too you know yeah. you, you know the area and you, you know it's sunny out the, the weather's perfect you know the person's driving the car the, oh it's like i'm just gonna roll through the stop sign, no one's around, and boom, the yeah. motorcycle comes out of nowhere. And I've seen so many of those accidents. You got you to still be careful on the country roads because 
And the problem is, is <coughs> what I've realized is it doesn't matter where you live, um, but you know, a person that's ri- driving a car, you know, if they don't ride, they're not looking for that motorcycle. Yeah. You can agree with that. Hey. Oh, I almost got hit my truck yeah, yeah, on the way coming yeah, down Deerfoot today. Yeah, yeah. You know, a guy wanted to take the lane I was pulling into mm-hmm. and he... But you're driving a truck though. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking so it, about... I mean, it could. It happens that easy even yeah. when you're in a truck that people can see. Yeah. So if I had been on a bike, he oh, would have yeah. totally wiped me out. Oh, yeah. Know? Like, like we, uh, we, we just had a case settle at a big mediation yesterday, an accident in Lethbridge. I can't disclose much, but essentially, you know, the person, the defendant did a left-hand turn. She didn't see our motorcycle at all. Oh, yeah. I guarantee she wasn't looking for a motorcycle, you know, because he, he, it's just the inclination if, you know, especially in Alberta, because we have these weathers and the, and the wet, you know, we got five, six months of snow. Yeah. No matter what. And I, I, I don't ride in January because I don't trust the pea gravel on the roads in Calgary or in the country. You know, you, you hit that pea gravel, you're going down, you're yeah. breaking the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just the fact that, you know, you're driving a truck and you're looking and, you know, you're looking for a car or a truck. You're not looking for that motorcyclist or even, you know, uh, even a pedestrian, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just boom, he, he got hit and, you know, his life changed forever. But thank God, you know, we, we did a good job. We settled it so we can get on with life. Mm-hmm. That's good. But, but I'm just telling you, like, I mean, some, some, you know, I understand in the city, there's, you know, people, there's so much traffic, but sometimes on those country roads, you know, people just blow through stop signs or they just roll through a stop sign. They're not looking for that car, you know, that motorcycle. Oh yeah. It can yeah. happen any, anywhere for yeah. sure. And, yeah. and the, the sad fact is if you get in an accident on a bike, you're the loser ever, yeah, every yeah. time. It every, doesn't matter. doesn't well, matter who's the, right or wrong. Yeah. You're, you're the loser. Right? And the problem is, is like, okay, first of all, when there's an accident between a car and a motorcycle, you're the loser regarding injuries. Yeah. The other problem is it's just based on our culture and sometimes, you know, the cops or the court system. Yeah, always, you must have been doing something stupid. They, they always blame the, the motorcyclists first. Yeah. And so there's always been that persona that we're trying to change through, you know, litigating these cases. It's just making people more aware. And, you know, hopefully there won't be any more motorcycle accidents in Alberta or in Canada in general. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, we have the highest per capita motorcycles in Canada. Right. The so, big, b- b- bigger than BC? Oh, yeah. And Ontario? Yep. Wow. Okay. And what do you think that is? We got expendable income in Alberta because the oil field work? I think some of it has to do with that. Mm-hmm. And just there is a big culture behind motorcycles here. Yeah. I don't, you know, that it's been around for quite a while. Yeah. Um, the other thing is we, you know, we're close to Montana. We're close yeah. to BC. Yeah we can get to all these really cool places to ride Mm -hmm. and yeah we've got bigger population and Mm -hmm. like you say expendable income oh yeah um, low tax bracket low corporate tax bracket i think i think we and and we can you know we got so many dealerships Mm -hmm. well that's kind of places like in yeah but you go to saskatchewan they don't have a tenth of the dealerships that we have yeah in in alberta right yeah but Um, well now we have one harley dealership you know, Calgary Harley, uh, you know, we have like Barnes bought out Blackfoot and that's like, they just got everything in there, pretty much the kitchen sink in yeah. there. You want a Honda, you want a Cowie, you want a Ducati. They can sell you used Harleys I've seen in there. They can't sell you new ones. Yeah. Um, so, and then, the, you know, GW Cycle, are, are they still around that much? Or are they kind of like... I heard that they were just going to do like 
clothing and accessories yeah okay. and just get out of the bikes completely because yeah, yeah. they were basically just a suzuki dealership yeah anyways yeah and then you got to buy the bikes you got to finance them they sit on the lot and if you don't have that volume going through it's really yeah. hard okay um and then so i mean you've been riding quite a bit i know you got the cow you got the victory but it's if you won the lottery yes tomorrow the lotto like let's not about 649 the lotto what's the big one the hundred million dollar one like the Super Bowl yeah, type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you won the big one. What, what bike would you go out tomorrow and buy if you had $100 million in your bank, if you won the lottery? I'd probably buy like at least 10 bikes. No, but, but, but the first like, one... But, yeah, if you, only, uh, if, you had, if you had a financial planner and said, okay, you're going to I'd fire that financial planner. <laughs> yeah, but you got to buy one bike first. Okay, okay? First, first bike. I, I need a new adventure touring bike. Which um, one would you buy? I really like the the 800 900 class adventure bike. I don't really which, think which model I, probably either make. the Triumph 900 Rally yeah. or the um, the new Suzuki V-Strom really intrigues me. The 800 V-Strom and why does that? Because I had one ordered last year, Blackfoot now, which is Barnes. Yep. Ron, who's a good friend of me, the this I think he's a salesman or GM. He I put my name on one and I went in and. It was okay. Like, I already have a bunch of bikes, so I, I, I went away from it. You could have easily bought it for me if you wanted your lottery. <laughs> but why do you like the V-Strom? The new, the, you're talking about the 2023 one, the new 800D. The new 800D. Yeah, why yeah. do you like that one? I uh, like that it's way more off-roady yeah. than the existing V-Stroms, the 650 and, mm. the, and the 1050 or whatever it is. Yeah, you know the color um, palettes for it, the yellow or the gray? Yeah. Which one would you go with? Probably the yellow. Yeah, I like the yellow. Yeah, yeah and the other That's problem, the old school, like yeah. the, the old... Uh, 80s look. Big DR, right? Like yeah. that's, the, that's yeah. the rally look, right? Yeah, and the problem is they had the gray one with me. I didn't want the gray. I want the, the bright, you know, big bird kind of yellow yeah. one. That looks cool. Yeah. Um, so that... but And then the other bike would be the Triumph 900. Yeah, I Which like one the, would you get, the rally? Or do you know the different models at all or no? Yeah, probably the rally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and why would you pick that one? Uh, same thing. Like, I think the 1200, you know, the, the new GS is a 1300. Well, let's talk about that. Really? We'll talk about the new GS separately. No, but I don't need, I don't need a 1300 CC, uh, adventure bike. Well, what about a Triumph 1200, the new Triumph? I I don't need that, that kind of CC. I don't need 160 horsepower from a Pan Am. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the 800, 900 class adventure bike, that's why I would key in on those Mm -hmm. is, is kind of that unicorn touring adventure bike where that 800 900 cc's you're still putting out you know 75 horsepower Mm -hmm. 80 horsepower um you've you've still got plenty on the highway and yet you know you're not so big and 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 cumbersome Mm -hmm. uh if you do get off of onto a gravel road or a Mm -hmm. you know really light trail use um yeah i don't i don't ride trails um mm-hmm. per se okay but you, you know don't go going to mclean going, creek and well going back west and and hitting some of the fire roads in bc and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you know i'm not using this thing for single track okay but at so, the same point i yeah. don't need that 1200 you know yeah. i don't need a bagger size motor yeah in, in my adventure so bike. you had 100 million bucks in your bank and you would go out and buy a fourteen thousand dollar <laughs> suzuki or a, or a twenty one thousand dollar Triumph. Probably, yeah, probably. You wouldn't do a, you wouldn't do like some crazy and buy a uh, like a Ducati Lamborghini Street Fighter for ninety grand. 
No. No? Okay. I, that would be kind of useless to me, Steve. Yeah, but you can just put in, you can buy that big house and like, you know, some, buy some, one of those big houses, mahogany, for $2.6 million Yeah. And just put the Street Fighter Lamborghini in, well, your, in, your, in your great room. But you said I had to choose the first bike I would buy. Like yeah, I said, yeah. I would buy 10 or 15 or maybe 30 bikes yeah, yeah. with that kind of money. Okay. But... But, but if I wanted to buy something to ride, yeah, that, that's what okay. I would buy. So you wouldn't if, buy a CVO. If I wanted to buy something to look at, yeah, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be those bikes. So you wouldn't buy a CVO, the new Harley CVO for sixty-eight grand. I I like the uh, bike you guys are giving away for next year's. Oh, the the fast Johnny. That yeah, the fast. Yeah, the yeah, that, uh, the lowrider ST. No, that is was, it a lowrider? No, no. That, that was last year's. Yeah, yeah. Um, this year, the new ones are road. 20, well, yeah, we're talking road about, We're talking about twenty twenty four now. Yeah. So we donated. Well, Grover Law from not the podcast, yeah. which is a different entity. <laughs> uh, they have all the money. I've got no money. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the podcast has no money until we get that big contract with ESPN. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll be there with Chris Fowler one day doing like spreads on NFL games. There you uh, go. But. Uh, yeah, the bike donated was a road, is it the road, road glide? glide yeah. yeah. And it's the Ultimo. It's called, and it's yeah. a special edition. It's called the Fast Johnny. And it looks like those old muscle cars with that white strip down it. Yeah, like I like Shelby. that color pattern. Yeah, that's a yeah. Shelby. Yeah. yeah. Like that Shelby look. Yeah. And, and then so they, I would get the, I would get the Lowrider in the Fast Johnny. Yeah, they have that. The yeah. Lowrider ST. Yeah. yeah. And then... They, the other bike they gave away was a Ducati V2, that black one. Did you yeah. see that black stealth one? Yeah, that's I like pretty that. sweet, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. With the, I like the yellow shock or the, was it red or yellow coil on the shock? Oh, no, that's the Olin suspension. That's right. the yellow, yeah. old Olin suspension. Yeah, yeah that's cool. a couple grand just itself for the new <laughs> suspension. I think it's adjustable on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are nice bikes. And then, like, you've, you've ridden through Alberta. Right. Yep. What What's your favorite stretch of road to ride in Alberta? If If you If you can recommend one in here in Alberta for my rider fans out there. Um. I mean, you can't go wrong with the the Kananaskis Loop. Yeah, the Highway Forty. Um, I like I like going in through Brad Creek and then down to Turner uh, Valley Seven Six Two or yeah, yeah, Seven yeah. Four, whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Down Down to Millerville and then Turner yeah, Valley. Turner and then yeah back down to Longview and then back through. Um, I do, I actually do run through Ride in Alberta yeah. through there. Yeah. Uh, we call them the Friday Night 40. We do it right near the solstice. And we what do- What time you start at? We start at five in Cochrane and then we end up back uh, at the casino by usually about nine o'clock. Nakota? Yeah. Okay, so what do you do? You, you leave Cochrane and which way do you go? Go down to Black Diamond. We usually pick oh, up that, pizzas down at Black down. Diamond. Okay, yeah. And then we, we come back up. Um, Kananaskis and yeah. you go up the hill, the mountain, and you come down. Yeah. Is it cold in the evening? Uh, no, because usually we're doing it right around the solstice, so it's kind of like July. July 1st ish. Um, so usually it's pretty good. I've written up there. I've, I've done the highway 40. Like I remember four years ago, I I took one of my, uh, it was the Pikes Peak up there to Ducati and it was August. It was, and I was freezing. It gets cold. I mean, it's definitely a few degrees different. And he, and I had to flip on the high of my, um, heated grips on, (laughs) on the Ducati but it was kind of chilly up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I tell everybody when we leave, uh, Longview, 
like put all your clothes on now mm-hmm. because within an hour it's not going to be warm anymore yeah. you know okay. we're going to drop five degrees yeah. but yeah it's nice going through there mm-hmm. um i actually did it uh with two friends of mine for the one girl's birthday mm-hmm. a friday a few years ago mm-hmm. now and and we found out that nobody is on that highway on a friday evening well they're too busy like are you married or no you're married no okay they're probably at home with the kids watching well, cartoons and eating but, pizza but even the uh, the campers and all that kind of stuff yeah. have already got to where yeah. they're going oh, yeah, yeah. by by seven thirty eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they're just... so the highway is really yeah. not bit like I don't like riding that highway, you know, on a Sunday afternoon no, or a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. It, it's just a death trap yeah, out yeah. there. And then I can... also like the powder face for yeah. for a gra- a nice little gravel loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the powder face. So is that um, that's the Cananaskis road, right? You have to take that road. Like past Dakota, right? Yeah, you can get on it from that side, or you can get on it from the highway one side. Do you ever pass? I've uh, just out of interest. Um, and I, do you have you have you ever passed the old Fortress Mountain ski hill on a motorcycle? Or no? Do you know what that is? At like all? road up there? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Because it's just past Nakiska. Yeah. Have you have you are you a skier? I use snowboard, yeah. yeah I snowboard at Fortress all the time. When yeah, but I, it was very interesting. I was going through, uh, I think it was Netflix, and I saw, found this documentary that these dudes went up to Fortress, and it's all barren, and they, they went up there in the wintertime. It's pretty cool. Like, you see the chalet, it's still standing. It's rotting away. You see that ski, the ski lift and all that. So it, like, I hated Fortress. Like, honestly, it was so windy up there. And compared to Norquay and Sunshine, the lodge sucked. Yeah. And they had, I remember staying up there and I think we had to have sleeping bags on the bed and all that crap. And, and that, that place eventually went, I think they went belly up because they couldn't make it go. Yeah. Know? They needed it. They needed a bunch of money poured yeah, into it. Yeah. I mean, and it was, there were some weather issues, but on a good day on the far side. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't beat the powder that you'd get on yeah, back there. Like yeah. I, I remember like waist deep yeah. stuff back there. Yeah, but it's kind of easy. You should look on social media for this. It's kind of cool, and they still have the radio, and they're trying to like talk. Like, the radio <laughs> doesn't work, but it's it's like a ghost ski hill, right? You know, and I and then it all comes back to oh, I remember I was there at twelve and thirteen skiing. Like wow, yeah. So I, I don't know if you ever skied by there at all. I mean, uh, ridden by there at all that fortress or no i don't even know what road to take to get there well anyway. it's it's right off the Kananaskis road. oh is it right off there there's that gas station yeah the top one the last gas station the little yeah, one yeah, yeah it's out in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah the, it's and, not that far from there where the turnoff is oh, okay the fortress yeah so you can take that turn off and just ride your bike over there so i, I think that would be a cool ride just you know like yeah maybe uh, next time i'm on the Kananaskis yeah vintage highway. well maybe if i ride with you guys in the solstice next year we're going to kick a turn off to Fortress and just check it out. Because it'd be kind of like, you know, old reminiscences, old times as when I was a young teenager. Just to check it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. probably run down. Like, it's terrible, probably. Well, it, yeah, it was run down yeah. when we were still going there. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember <laughs> going there. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, so you recommend Highway 40 down to Turner Valley, Water Valley, Longview area, stuff like that, eh? Well, the other thing, too, like uh, you get up on the, the Highway 22 and, you know, north up to up to Rocky. Mm-hmm. And then I, I do a loop around Dixon Dam and come back mm-hmm. through um, 
uh, Spruce View and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I really like riding around there too. Okay. It's a lot less traffic. Yeah. You know, you get down towards Black Diamond and Turner mm-hmm. Valley and stuff like yeah. that. There's always a lot of bikes. There's always a lot of oh, traffic. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's the Sunday drivers, picnickers and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Where north of, of Sundry and stuff like that, mm-hmm. y- you don't get a lot well, did of you that. you hear about the big merger this summer? Like, Which? The, we have the big... Oh, like the metropolitan now in southern Alberta, where Turner Valley and Black Diamond. Yeah, I still forces. don't call them Black Diamond yet. But <laughs> what is it called now? The Black Tur- Diamond. They, so they call it Turner Valley Black Diamond because uh, they merge no, together as a city. Diamond Valley. So yeah, yeah, Diamond okay. Valley is yeah, the yeah. new, the new the name. New, yeah, but there was a big merger. It was yeah. all over CNN and BBC. And well, like, it yeah. I if you look at joking. some of the Google yeah. stuff now. It actually says that that the town Black they're, they're using um, Diamond Valley now. Oh, okay, yeah. It was all over. You don't remember CNN? There's, I think Anderson Cooper was down there in the big merger. No, I'm just joking. But, but it, it's a nice area. I mean, they have that burrito shop. I don't know if you, you know what's that that bike shop off in Turner Valley. Yeah, they have that, um, that, It's a whole family that. I forget the name of it. They they can work on any kind of bikes like Harley. They're open certain part of the season. I think they go off to Mexico in the winter time. Yeah, and, and then they got the, the. They have that burrito kind of like trailer in the. They got good burritos there. Yeah, I don't know if you try those out. Yeah, and yeah. there's always bikes there. Oh yeah, always. Yeah. And then you take the big highway to Black Diamond, and you, you close your eyes, and you're Black Diamond in five minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah, it's a nice area down there. Uh, Turner Valley, Black Diamond, Longview's nice. You know, they got that steakhouse. I don't know if you've ever been to that yep. famous steakhouse there. Yeah. yeah. And then south of Longview, there's a road that goes west up over top of what's called Hailstone Butte. And it that is probably one of the best gravel rides. Okay. And and not very many people mm-hmm. ever go there. Go there. Okay. You'll have to show me that ride. Yeah. And you're like right, like the top of the mountain is... You, okay. you feel like you could reach out and touch it and you okay. you go right over top of this huge pass. Okay. And what about Chain Lakes? Have you been down to Chain Lakes? Yeah, well, that's kind of where this road starts. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they have those sweeping long yeah. uh, curves there, which is I'd like good. to do Highway 40 all the way. Highway 40, which is the trunk road. It mm-hmm. goes by all these other names. It goes all the way from Grand Prairie to um, Coleman. Oh, really? That'd so you, be... So you can actually do all back yeah. road. Um, okay. Okay. Which the Kananaskis Highway is actually part of that. That's okay. the only paved, well, yeah. that section, and there's a section just north of Hinton okay. that's paved. Would you ever want to do the Alaska Highway through Yukon to go up to Alaska in the summertime? Yeah, I'd love to do that, but yeah. I, I mean, you gotta you got to set apart. Two weeks, like, probably. At least two, two weeks. I'd probably yeah. do like three weeks because, yeah. you know, you just get on these into these places, and then you're like, oh, I want to go see... Juno, or I want to go to, and Dawson these places Creek. are not just, yeah. you know, yeah. this far apart. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. you, you got to ride for a whole day to mm-hmm. get to the next town. So mm. I'd probably, um, I, I, at some point, I'll do that. Well, yeah. Maybe when I get my new adventure bike. When I Yeah, get, what do you think of the uh, Yamaha Ten, Tenere 700, the T7s? Uh, Would you buy one of those? I wouldn't because... Again, I'm I'm not a big dual sport guy. I'm more of a touring guy. Yeah, but you can you can do that. You can use that bike for anything. Yeah, but they're not set. They're they're definitely more leaning towards the dual sport than than a so more than an got, adventure they, touring. They've got more of a revving engine and stuff like that. And 
Yeah, I don't think they're built that great for the highway. Yeah. Um, if you're doing like any single track type stuff or anything mm -hmm. like that, then that's the bike, mm -hmm. you know, for you. But, but they sell, they sell, they sell like hotcakes. Like I know, you know, they can't keep them in stock. Yeah. I per, I think Yamaha purposely is holding stuff back, but I th you never know. I think for that guy looking for a dual sport that you can still ride on the highway, mm -hmm. it's a it's, it's a, good a good bike, bike. and yeah. and it's a Yamaha, so it's probably going to be bulletproof. Oh yeah. You know, and it's been out for a couple of years now, so yeah. it's probably a solid. Oh yeah, solid, solid as a tank. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. My my buddies in um, in car stairs are now bringing in those new Kobe bikes. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, the electric ones. No, they're not electric. Oh, are they they're, Chinese? They're a Chinese brand, okay. but they're like no Chinese bike that's ever been built that I've ever seen. Um, Why is that? They're just doing some. They're doing something totally different with this company. It's a brand new company. Mm -hmm. They they put three bikes into the Dakar last year, and three bikes finished. Oh wow! So yes, I, for a company that just yeah. come onto the market, yeah. And and again, a Chinese company, nobody would have get, guessed that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but so mean, they're kind of they're trying to do what what I what I see is they're trying to do what. The Japanese bikes did in the 60s and 70s and mm -hmm. come into the North American market and and cut cut prices and put out a really good product so mm -hmm. yeah um, they're they're gonna bring in an 800 yeah. ne next year okay so I'll probably look, look at, that at that bike right okay. now they got that rally 450 yeah. which is really good dual sport bike yeah. um, or if you are a rally competitor mm -hmm. You can buy the Rally Pro for like nineteen grand or something mm -hmm. like that, and, yeah. and it comes. You don't even have to do anything. You yeah. just take that bike yeah. to the law and ride it. But yeah, I saw um, I saw them on Facebook, and they actually look like an MV Agusta. You know that high end kind of looking bike. Yeah. And then I realized they're Chinese. Like, oh, oh, let me put that aside for a couple of years. Like, yeah. Well, you know I don't know if you follow the Dakar. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's in Saudi Arabia now. Yeah. Yeah, ever since COVID hit, because they don't want to go all the way from, like, France to Senegal. Well, and there's other reasons, because well, warring reason? nations yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Play, play, people get killed in some of these countries, yeah. so you can't be running yeah. rallies. And then through. the other thing is Saudi's really pushing, like, diversifying their economy. Yeah. I think there was some... There, I tourism. Was, and tourism, all these Hollywood stars showed up. Conor McGregor was there, Nicolas Cage. They're sort of trying to do like what Dubai did, like yeah. make it more classy and have these fancy hotels, which is good on them for Saudi Arabia because, you know, oil is good, but you should diversify your economy. Eventually, to, yeah, yeah, you yeah, gotta do something. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you know who Mason Klein is. Mm -hmm. He's an American rider. In yeah. his rookie year, he got ninth in the dakar okay he's riding a kove bike this okay. this dakar so yeah. we'll see what he does on that okay on cool. that bike and then we'll people will judge from there for mm -hmm. sure um but i you know he had a ktm before so mm -hmm. i don't know too many guys that are jumping ship from ktm uh you know to go to a a, a brand if they didn't think they were gonna finish the race yeah. on it. KTMs are good. I mean, I've got one KTM. I got a nine ninety Adventure, and I sort of wrapped at Grover Law Firm. Did a lot of changes to it. Yeah. Um. You know, just I. But I've heard you know they're high maintenance kind of thing. You know, you got to learn how to work on a bike if you have one. They can yeah. break down here and there. I yeah. I don't know. I know a couple of guys that had uh, the ten ninety. I think it was. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and they had pretty catastrophic 
issues with them in KTM. the first two years. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, man. I heard they just rev really high, and also just it's a high screaming engine, and there's some breakdown. There was a transmission problem for the one guy. He blew out the transmission oh, okay. with yeah. like, yeah, you know, he had like forty, fifty thousand k on it. And oh, okay. No more transmission. Yeah. So. But KTM's got a lot of money behind them now, too. Oh, yeah. They have a museum now in Austria. I don't know if you check that out on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and they're get, getting back into these, like, eight mid, mid-size mid uh, racing bikes on the track. I mean, I, I know they have an 890, and I think that they sold out 100, 200 versions of it in, like, an hour or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, apart from uh, cycling, riding, and riding Alberta, which you explained... Do you follow any sports at all, like that are non-motorcycle? Uh, motorcycling takes up like ninety-five percent mm-hmm. of my life right now. So Nothing with NFL or not CFL. A, not a lot, um, especially after. I don't know. I think COVID left a bad taste in my mouth, especially mm-hmm. for like uh, some some of the pro sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is that? I felt it was really weird that. They were bringing back like hockey when we couldn't even go to a game. Yeah, but it's, there's also, I mean, they're a business. They I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But it was almost like that was like a priority yeah. over other things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, not that I have anything against pro sports because yeah. I've watched lots of it or anything. Yeah. But, but yeah, lately, I mean, I just, it takes up so much of my time just keeping mm-hmm. up with motorcycle and i watch motor moto gp yeah and uh you so know keep who, up with rallies and stuff like that and so moto gp like you're talking uh like mark marquez and stuff like that yeah so who do you like as a rider out there uh i don't i don't really cheer for any one rider no. individual no okay. i just like watching just you know those guys just I'm at awe when I'm watching those guys mm-hmm. and what they do on a motorcycle. Have you seen the, what's it called? The bagger races? You know, they take yeah. the Indians and King Harley. of the baggers. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. I'd rather watch that than MotoGP because I think it's totally cool how they take an Indian bagger and they just, you know, make it stock and slim it down. Yeah. And then Harley's tried it, but Indian just kicks their butt every year, you know? Well, no, the Harleys, they're, the two guys, I can't remember their names now. Mm-hmm. Um, that are like the factory riders for Harley now. Are and they're there? doing well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they they were selling a, uh, Indian was selling a racing bagger. You could buy it. And I think I saw it on the internet. Like it was actually like a, it was, it was like there's, they're pretty much, you could, but it's street legal where you could ride it on the road. Okay. And I think it was like 90,000 pounds. Like that's one hundred and sixty thousand Canadian almost. That's a lot of money for a bagger. You'd think you'd be able to build your yeah, own yeah. for that price. Well, you could just buy a bagger yeah. from Indian here, you know, at Calgary Cycle Works. Yeah, and, and then just could, put every add-on yeah. on it. Well, but the problem is it, the the way it, it's like uh, if you ever look at those baggers, they're like so they're more forward facing. They're not really a bagger bagger. Yeah, yeah. the geo geometry has yeah, changed yeah. so that you can. And be much is, more gra- you're not yeah, riding yeah, like exactly. this right and then they put you know special uh suspension on it and then they deck it up in decals and everything it looks pretty cool but you could always just buy your own indian and just wrap it your own way <laughs> and still have it as a bagger yeah 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 cool uh and then anything else you're into other than like more like anything like politics or 
or uh, crochet or anything like that? <laughs> Politics, I leave out because, you know, be it on social media. and be, yeah, Are you a Trump fan at all? I, I'm not going to go to politics. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, I fly fish. Yeah? Yeah. Go down to Montana or southern Alberta? Just all over Alberta. Okay. You know, even back at Water Valley, we got some really nice creeks back there. Do you and throw your rod and your bike and just head out to the yeah. creek somewhere? Yeah. Yeah? It's pretty nice in the summertime, eh? Yeah, so it kind of goes hand in hand with the bike. What do you fish, like trout or something? or Mostly trout, okay. yeah. Okay. Anything else you do? Um... Yeah, you know, the the social media stuff and the business and the website take up so much of my time yeah, that yeah. Um, well, what I, 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 I hunt and I shoot okay. shotgun and yeah. shoot stuff like that, so shoot clays your, and stuff like that. Card? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Because yeah. we're live, you know, we're filming, so I don't want the RCMP coming <laughs> no, into your house. No, no. Okay. You got the restricted, non-restricted, or just? No, just uh, non-restricted. Yeah, uh, okay. I got both of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, I know riding Alberta is going well, and I know you just launched this newsletter. Is it yeah. correct? And I know we're Grover Law Firm's part of it now. Yeah, you are. You. A, yeah. you are a major sponsor of yeah. my newsletter so slash tell, website. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to go ahead and promote your newsletter, uh, so can you tell everyone the purpose of your newsletter for riding Alberta and where they can find it? Yeah. So I just started doing the newsletter to kind of keep people updated as to what Ride in Alberta is doing, mm -hmm. what I'm doing um, within the community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it uh, especially in the winter, it gives people, you know, I've got some stuff on there about, you know, uh, YouTube or, or some series that I've watched that mm -hmm. I think people might be interested in. Um, some events going on even on the, over the winter. So you can find stuff like that on there. Yeah. Um, so you can subscribe to the newsletter on the Ride in Alberta website. It's yeah. just rideinalberta.ca. Mm -hmm. Is there um, any cost to subscribe to the newsletter? No. And then how are you supporting just getting sponsors out there? Yeah. 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 And okay. then, uh, yeah. And then if you're interested in um, supporting small business and, mm -hmm. and finding these small businesses and having access to these deals that I... I broker with these small businesses and they're all over Alberta. We got mm -hmm. them all the way up into, um, you know, up north of Grand Prairie, mm -hmm. all the way down to Medicine Hat. Mm -hmm. uh, and that list keeps growing. If you're interested in that, it's a $20 membership for, mm -hmm. for 12 months and you can okay. buy that on, on the website as and well. And you get discounts and everything at these shops? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, all it's right. it's and it's shops, it's coffee shops, it's bike shops, it's is there anything, diners. Is it's, there anything like that people would know? Is there a certain shop that you have that like they would click right away? Um I don't depends on where well, your like, podcast about, people about, are from. Yeah, more, but what about a motorcycle shop? Is there a certain motorcycle shop they can go to? I've got uh Revival Power Sports, mm -hmm. uh, they're out in in, in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. uh, another uh, Revolt Power Sports yeah. in Lloydminster, they were mm -hmm. uh, an HD dealer. Mm -hmm. um, they're still a certified HD uh, warranty place yeah. out in Lloyd. Yeah. They're on there. Um, I've got uh, like Boutique of Leathers is part oh, of Oh, so everyone knows Boutique. Yeah, Boutique of Leathers out in Market Mall. 
Yeah, there's like seven or eight of them yeah. around the province now. Yeah, the one I know is in the one in Market Mall, and they've got a nice store there, and I've gone in there and bought some, you know, vests and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So if I'm a member of Riding, if I join your Riding Alberta, what kind of discount can I get at, at Boutique of Leathers? Uh, you get 20% off regular, 10% off sale. Oh, that's a, that's pretty good. So yeah. if a vest is 300 bucks, I get like 60 bucks off. So you paid for your $20 yeah, membership. exactly, in um, one purchase. So I'll definitely sign up then, okay? So Klondike and insurance yeah i don't gives uh, me 10 percent okay off. yeah they're a good um, company and you know i saved 65 bucks on my on my anything with fat burger yet no <laughs> uh a lot there's quite a few burger joints and coffee okay. places yeah. and a couple pizza places so yeah but the the goal is to have about you know i'd, I'd like to have a 120 businesses on there before riding season okay and i think that's really uh all right. You know, I'll, I'll probably reach that, if not break that number. And then it just keeps growing because the more businesses I sign up, the more riders want in. Yeah. And then the more riders that I can sell memberships to, the more businesses want in. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a it's a good program for, for small business, especially because I only charge them $25 a year to be part of that program. Yeah. yeah. And then they give me some sort of deal. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay. It works really well for these businesses that can't afford big advertising, you know, advertising like, and marketing. They, can, you know? they can't afford like $100 million a year like McDonald's. Well, eh? some of them can't afford <laughs> $500 a year, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's e it's easy to sell a twenty dollar membership to a rider yeah. um, when they're getting mm -hmm. these little deals and discounts, yeah. and they're supporting you know local local Business. owned businesses yeah, to so. keep them alive. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate you taking your time on your busy schedule, showing up for the podcast. I know yeah. Winston and Ruzi would be very happy. I don't know if you met them yet, the dogs at all, or no? I don't think so. Yeah, we got to get them out, and yeah. you got to check them out one day. But they definitely would endorse the Riding Alberta website. Awesome. And, you know, uh, we're proud for Grover Law Firm, even though it's a different entity of being part of your newsletter. We wish you all the best. And, you know, if anyone's out there, a small business looking to, you know, get into the network, I mean, it's always good to have a network that you can promote your business. Check out Riding Alberta with Craig. You'll gladly bring them into the your little fa familia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then there's a newsletter and... Um, obviously, you know, I've seen, you know, we're part of Grover Law Firm's part of the newsletter. I've seen your Facebook page. So I endorse Ryan Alberta and, and I wish you all the best and hopefully you have a great holiday season. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. And then we'll see you in 2024, probably at the Calgary motorcycle show in For February. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Craig. Yeah. Thanks, nice Steve. Happy holidays yeah, and too. all the best to you and your family in the new year. Okay. You as well, man. All right. So thanks for, uh, you know, tuning in for another episode of the bulldog brew house podcast i hope everyone's keeping safe and enjoying the holiday season and maxing out their credit cards for all those christmas gifts you're buying for your uh husband wife or even girlfriend and your little kids or even your dogs in your life and we uh, look forward to seeing you in 2024 and all the best and merry christmas and happy new year thank you cheers